listening to the John Barrett Leadership Podcast, where you'll hear great ideas, insight, and inspiration to level up your leadership ability. Hey, everybody. It is John Barrett with the John Barrett Leadership Podcast. I am so happy that you are listening to this episode, How to Build People Up, B-U-I-L-D. We're going to unpack that acronym of how to build people up and that. So thanks so much for being a part of this. Hey, listen, go leave a review wherever you're listening to this. It really helps validate the podcast and uh, allows other people to see what's going on, and that's super helpful. You can go to johnbarrettleadership.com. You can go download the leader guide for every episode. It's just got some fill-in-the-blanks, some content that maybe you can bring back to your team, have some conversations around people that you're either mentoring coaching or maybe um, just some discussion with your team to talk about some of these principles that we use on the podcast. So it's been so great to hear from so many teams that get together. They listen to some of the episodes, come back, talk about it, debrief, and kind of pick up some nuggets, talk about how that applies to them and their team and what they're doing. So hopefully you're utilizing this resource in some way, whether it's just personally to level up your leadership or it's used in your team, your organization, any way that it can. I love helping leaders. That's what I do. Uh, I always say, if you cut me, I will bleed leadership. It is just within me. It's what I'm passionate about. So, all right, this month's episode on how to build people up. We are going to talk about an acronym called B-U-I-L-D, Build People Up. And I'm going to unpack these five principles that I believe you've got to have, these ingredients that you have to have if you're going to really build people up. Because as leaders, we are builders. That's who we are. You are a builder of people. And, and, and you've got to understand that you can't be a leader if people aren't involved. It just doesn't make sense. Leadership requires people, people who are following you or who are, are being impacted by you or they're taking their cues or their examples or whatever it is being developed by you. Leadership requires people. You can't lead just tasks. You lead people. You may have heard it said that you manage tasks but you lead people. So you, you've got to understand that, that leadership is all about people. You cannot be a leader without people. I can remember years ago, there was a guy that, that, that I knew and, 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 and that I served with a little bit. And I'll never forget, after he got done with, with a keynote presentation, uh, speaking to these people, trying to build them up and do all that, I remember him coming into kind of the, the green room in the back, and he said, shoo, glad that's over. And, and, and he was so negative. And I thought, whoa, I, I mean, time out. I mean, in my mind, I'm thinking, wow, wait a minute. You, you, what we love to do, which is build people and connect with them, that's why we're in this business is to build people up. And, and, and he was just so negative. It was almost like, glad that's over. Let me get that out of the way and move on to other things that I want to do. And I thought, if you don't like what you do, why are you doing it? If you don't like people and if you're glad it's over, then what's going on here? So I just want to encourage you to always remember that as a leader, it's always about people, people first. That's why we do what we do. If you don't like people, you are not going to like leadership. If you aren't going to get good at working with people, you are not going to get good at leadership. It's kind of like the old saying that he that thinketh he leadeth and hath no one following him is only taking a walk, right? I mean, if you think that you're leading, but no one's following, listen, you're only taking a walk. 
right? You're not leading anyone. If no one's with you, then if people aren't around, then you're not doing it. So I think it should be vital for for individuals that are holding leadership positions to include people builders on their list of responsibilities in their job description somewhere. That, that should be one of the first things. In fact, probably the first bullet point on any leaders or anyone that's in a leadership position where you're dealing with people, the first responsibility that should be on there is a people builder. That's who you are. That's what we do. That's what leadership is. Listen, the organizations that have the best cultures are people builders. They think about growing and developing and working with people to make them better. How do you have a great organization? You develop great people to run it, right? So you're never going to have a great team, a great organization. You're never going to be as good as you could without people coming alongside and helping. So you've got to prioritize this idea of people. Right? You've got to understand that it's all about creating environments where you are focused on people. Now listen, we have got to be builders of people. So I want to give you these five ingredients, B-U-I-L-D. Just break down some thoughts here that are going to help you when you think about how do I do that? John, how do I become people-focused? How do I become people-centric? How do I build them up and, and, and develop them and get them to be better? What are the ingredients that it takes? What do I have to think about? What do I have to do in order to become that kind of influential, impactful connector of people so that I can see my team, those around me, go to the next level, so that I can go to the next level, so that our organization can go to the next level? Listen, I've always said this when I coach uh, many individuals that I work with. One of the things that I've always said, and I say it to this day, you are only as good as the level underneath you. That's it. Now, now if you want to be great at what you do, then, then you've got to look at the level underneath you. Are they able to support and sustain and help you become who you need to be? And I don't mean that from a selfish standpoint of you using people. But I mean that you're only going to be as good as the level underneath you. Think about engineering. If you're going to build up a, 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 a tower or a high rise or whatever it is or just a house or whatever, the, the integrity of whatever level that you're on is based on the integrity of the level underneath it. You can't build something out with, up without a foundation underneath it to support it. So as a leader, you are only as good as the level underneath you. So if you really want to get better, you don't get better kind of in a vacuum by yourself, just you know, being self-focused. No, no, no. If you want to get better in what you do and have greater opportunities, if you want to have greater responsibility, greater influence, greater impact, greater income, then you've got to develop the level underneath you because you'll never be as good unless you've got a level underneath you that can pull you up. A rising tide lifts all boats. When you develop others and they rise up, guess what happens to you? you get to raise up as well to the next level. So I just want you to think about how important it is. So, John, how do I do this? Well, let me give you the first ingredient of build, B-U-I-L-D. First ingredient is this, belief. You've got to believe in the people around you, right? I mean, think about this. I, I, I see so many leaders that, that they're questioning all the people around them. Do, do they have what it takes? Are they good enough? And I'm just not sure if they're the right person. Now, that's a good question. I get that. you got to have the right team. And sometimes you, you've got to let people go so that you can get the right team. But here's where you've always got to start. You've got to believe in people. You've got to have belief. 
That means that you've got to be able to look at those around you and say, okay, what can be done? They may not be at the level that I need them to be right now, but do I believe in them enough to invest in them and to go? Now, what I find a lot of times is that most leaders that I've been around over the years, they don't have enough belief in their tank. Now, can you have too much? Yes. Can you be so optimistic about everybody that you think you can turn anyone into somebody great? That yes, that can happen and it can backfire on you. Listen, in fact, the the more leadership focused you are, the more you probably are pretty optimistic that you can turn anyone into a great leader. And that's just not true. You can't turn anyone into a a great performer, right, If, if it's not the right fit. But here's the deal. You also have to be careful that you don't quickly just jump to a conclusion that you don't have the right people, that you've got to have belief. You've got to believe in people. Listen, when employees feel that their leader has faith in their abilities, they are more likely to step up. They're going to take on more. They're going to make decisions more confidently. They're going to feel more empowered, and it's going to push them. And listen, that empowerment, it, it, it not only boosts morale, but it cultivates this sense of ownership and commitment to the team's success. So when, when people feel like that their leaders believe in them, not only do they step up more in their performance, but they have a sense of ownership and they begin to work on those around them. They will be an ambassador for you. They will have your back when there's conversations going on around, hey, did you see hear what they did or why are they doing that? Or when someone has something negative to say about you, when you've empowered and believe in people around you, they'll have your back. They'll, they'll begin to kind of stand up for you when they know that, that you believe in them. Listen, we all need someone to believe in us. I mean, think back in your life, right? You probably had people that believed in you. And the reason you're, you are where you are today is because somebody had an element of belief that they helped you believe in yourself. Listen, people need people who believe in them. So you have got to, to have this ingredient. They call it the Rosenthal effect or the Pygmalion effect is what it is. And it's the power of of expectation. When you have a high level of expectation in someone because you believe in them in a genuine way, people tend to rise up to that challenge. They do it. There was incredible in San Francisco years ago in a school system. The reason they call this the Rosenthal effect is that Dr. Robert Rosenthal did all this research. It was phenomenal. You can go check them out, the Pygmalion effect. It's so unbelievable. But I'm going to paraphrase real quick what happened. In a school system, they, they, they gave this test. They said, we're going to test all, all of the students in here, and this special test is going to find out who the growth spurters are, those that have extra amount of potential and ability. So they distributed this test, and, and they picked all these students who had passed, and they told them, you did so good on this. You are part of a program called these growth spurters where we have identified you as being exceptional students. Now, What they did is they went into a group of teachers and they said, teachers, we have gone through uh, some research and we've gone through some metrics and we have picked the top teachers in the school system to take these special growth spurter kids that we've identified to teach them because you're such great teachers. You're better than almost everyone else. We want you to take them through the program. They did this. And again, I'm paraphrasing a long study that was done over years. What they did is they found that these growth spurters did unbelievably well. They, they, they literally surpassed all of their peers, and they had an incredible improvement in their performance. Now, at the end of the study, they went back and they said, okay, we've got a confession to make. 
Okay. First of all, the students that we picked, they said, we're just run-of-the-mill students. We, the test that we gave you was a phony. We didn't even look at the results. We randomly picked students out, out of, of average students. We randomly picked them out of there, literally, just randomized. So we, we got a confession. You did amazing, but it wasn't because you were separate than anyone else. We just gave you the expectation that you were better than anyone else. But really, we just picked you at random. Unbelievable. Now, they went on. They said, um, we, we, we've got some more confessions here. <laughs> uh, they went to the teachers, and they said, teachers, um, by the way, we randomly picked you as well. We didn't identify you. We didn't do anything that it identified you as any, anybody that was different than other teachers. Your actually name was randomly picked. Now, the study on this is phenomenal. You can go read more about it, but the, the Rosenthal effect, basically it was this. When you give expectations like they did to the students and even the teachers, where people believed in their mind, in their heart, that they had potential, that they were identified as special, so to speak, it literally increased their performance. Now, I just want you to think about that. It's the power of believing in people. When you set high expectations and you believe in people, they tend to rise to it. Does it happen every time? No, it doesn't always. But I'm telling you, the results are unfathomable on how much higher the rate goes up of performance when you have belief in people. So believe in people. That's the B on build, belief. You've also got to have understanding. Listen, you've got to demonstrate understanding and empathy towards your team members. I mean, you've got to embrace the challenges and the needs and the aspirations. Remember what Dr. Stephen Covey taught us is seek first to understand than to be understood. You've got to seek first to understand people. And when you have understanding of where people are coming from, you are going to help build them up because you're going to connect with them on a whole new level. You're going to be able to, to create a, a culture of care and open communication. Listen, when, when you acknowledge and you address the challenges that your team members have and you recognize what's going on, some of the challenges they have, some of the opportunities that they have, you're going to build relationship. You're going to build this camaraderie with them. Listen, we when we feel understood, we tend to want to give more to others. When we feel misunderstood, we disconnect. Our performance does not go up. So if you want to build people up, you have to lean in for understanding. You've got to say, hey, help me understand where you're coming from. Listen, put yourself, excuse me, <clears throat> in their place. Put yourself in their place. Don't just put them in their place, but put yourself in their place. Listen, when you have understanding towards someone else, that means that you're able to really, really see from their perspective. You're able to understand and get a much better view of what's going on, which then helps you to connect with them. Listen, that doesn't mean that you agree with other people, but when you have understanding, it helps to connect you with other people. So I just want to challenge you. What are you doing to understand where your team is coming from? Instead of being resistant or that, you know, I, I see a lot of re leaders a lot of times, they, they hear something from a team member and they think, why are they being so resistant? Why are they being like this? I, I, just, I don't know what's wrong with Jim. What's wrong with him, right? But when they come to find out what's actually going on under the surface and they say, hey, you know what? Help me understand where you're coming from you start to see that Jim's not just being a jerk or just being resistant. He truly probably has some real concerns about the project or the task or whatever it is that you're working on. He's probably got some perspective. 
there that you might need to either uh, listen to, and maybe it's going to be good insight, or at least be able to walk and coach him through it to be able to say, hey, I get where you're coming from. That makes sense. But let's talk about some of the things uh, th- th- that we can do to overcome that. Let's talk about why I think we can kind of dispel that and move forward on this project. So I'm telling you, understanding, don't assume all the time as a leader that you know everything that's going on. Well, that's just who they are. And over here, they're just like this. I, I hear leaders all the time, you know, where they they almost kind of take this real trite kind of, uh, you know, kind of outside judgment on everybody around them. Yeah, well, here's my team. It's made up of five people. Let me tell you about so-and-so. Here's their challenges and their issues. Let me tell you about so-and-so. Here's their issues and that. And I think, okay, great. But do you really understand where they're coming from? Do you understand what's actually going on behind the surface? You're making a quick judgment on why they do what they do, but have you really taken the time to understand their perspective? Listen, you may find some real wisdom and insight in that. You may see that they're looking at things better than you think they are. Or again, at minimum, you may be able to understand them better so that you can help coach them and work them through it. So understanding has to be in the ingredients if you're going to build people up. You've got to have understanding. The third one is this, inspiration. You've got to have an element of inspiration if you're going to build people up. Listen, as a leader, you've got to be the source of inspiration, motivation, and encouragement to your team so that they can achieve their best. Listen, you may not like this, but I'm just going to tell you right now, as a leader, you need to be your team's biggest fan, your team's biggest cheerleader. And I'm, again, I'm not saying that in a trite kind of you know manipulative way or whatever it is or over the top but listen as a leader you have got to be a source of inspiration you've got to inspire through your words your actions your attitude you've got to take all those things into account listen a truly inspiring leader sets an example by embodying the values and principles that they expect from their team if you're going to expect something out of your team you better inspire them to that Right, you, you better be a source of inspiration by exemplifying that, by modeling that and putting it on, 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 on display for others to see. Listen, help them understand how their contribution fits into the bigger picture and how their efforts are, are going to help the overall success. Listen, you've got to inspire people. That means, again, you got to believe in them. you got to have some understanding of where they're coming from so that you can connect with them so that you can get to the core of who they are and figure out how they're inspired. All of us are wired and inspired different ways. And as a leader, you better begin to tap into how are they inspired and how are they motivated. I talked about this in in chess versus checkers, right? In in that whole episode. If you haven't listened to it, go back and listen, where I talk about great leaders are great chess players, not just checkers players, but chess and one of the reasons is because you got to find out what motivates and drives your team. You got to inspire them. So I want to ask you are you an inspirational leader? If you were following you, would you be inspired by you? Would you walk away from meetings and interactions and say, man, I am better off because of the times that I have with that person? Would you? Now, that's a great test. That, that, that's a great test to hold yourself up to the mirror and say, if I were my leader, would I walk away from that meeting, from that interaction, from that vision session, from that retreat, whatever it is, would I walk away inspired? Would I walk away feeling energized by that? Now, that's a hard question. 
you got to ask yourself, am I being that for my team? You may what you may think, I hear leaders sometimes say, I just wish my team was more motivated. And I think if you're leading them, they're not going to be motivated because you're not even motivated. You're not doing anything. You're not even motivated yourself. How do you expect to have a great motivated team that's inspired to change the world if you aren't even inspired to change the world? So sometimes you got to look in the mirror and say, what am I doing to make sure that I am a source of inspiration to my team. Again, I'm not saying this in a in, you know a non-genuine way where you're just kind of manipulating and manufacturing all this stuff. I'm saying truly to invest in yourself, to take the time to make sure that you are an inspired leader. Listen, an uninspired leader inspires no one, right? An uninspired leader inspires no one, but an inspired leader inspires everyone. I mean, you can't get help but get around other people and just think, wow. And you've known people like this where you've gotten around them and you thought, man, I just feel better by being around them. Now, be that kind of person. When you get around others, encourage them, develop them, uh, push them on, cheer them on. Be a source of positivity and, and, and a great attitude in your actions and your words, okay? All right, the fourth ingredient that you've got to have to build people up is listening. You've got to have an element of listening. Listen, active listening is crucial for building others up. The more you listen to other people, the more they feel valued by you. Listen, one of the greatest ways that you can value someone is to listen to them, to truly listen and say, hey, that's good, that's good. You know, President Theodore Roosevelt is credited with saying this famous, famous quote, no one cares how much you know until they know how much you care. Listen to that. No one cares how much you know until they know how much you care. When they feel like they've been listened to, when they feel like you really care, right, then then they're going to begin to listen to you. Listen, when others believe they have a voice, they're going to feel that they have a place. I, I often say this, a leader that never listens is a leader that will never be listened to. You will never be listened to if you don't listen to others. You know, it's been said that God gave us two ears and one mouth for a reason, to listen twice as much as we talk, right? Sometimes I, 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 that's hard for me to remember sometimes, right? I like to talk a lot. But, but I got to remember that I've got two ears and one mouth probably for a reason, to listen twice as much as I talk. So as a leader, are you doing all the talking? Are you, are, are you always barking out orders and telling everybody what to do? Or are you listening? Are you connecting with other people? So listen, listen, then lead, don't lead and then listen. No, 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 don't reverse that. If you lead and then listen, you, you messed up the order. You've got to listen and then you lead. You read and then you lead. You read people and then you lead people. You listen and then you lead. You don't lead people and then read them and think, okay, how was that, what happened? Or lead them and then listen to them. No, 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 you get all your marching orders. You understand how to fully connect with someone and push them and drive them by listening and then leading by reading them, then leading them. So what do you talk about? What are you doing? What, 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 what are you doing to, 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 to listen to them, right? Listen to what they talk about. How do they talk? Take into account these things. Hear their words. Hear what's going on and respond to that, right? I'm telling you, if you'll start listening more, you're gonna begin to understand how to lead at a higher level. The more you listen, the better you can lead. Listen to that. The more you listen, the better you can lead. Now, if you're anything like me, that's hard to do because I like to talk. 
I don't like a whole lot of silence. I try to fill it all the time. I'm always trying to, you know, connect and, and work with people and bring people together and all that. But one of the things I've got to learn and I've learned over the years and I still have to learn is to slow down. Listen, embrace some silence every now and then. Give people opportunity to process, to talk a little bit, right? It's a challenge. But listen, the more that you listen, the more you're going to help build others up. The last part of this for B-U-I-L-D, almost missed my spelling there, B-U-I-L-D is development. You've got to have an ingredient of development. Listen, a leader's role is to foster the development of their team members. you got to foster that. You got to help your team members grow and develop. You got to provide them with necessary resources and training and opportunities for advancement. Listen, what are you doing to develop the people around you? I see this all the time. They, you, it's one thing to give somebody a project. It's another thing to give them feedback on how they're doing in the project, right? That takes T-I-M-E, time. And this is where I see a lot of leaders fail because they're not developing those around them. They're directing them. Hey, they're, they're giving them orders, but they're not developing them to be self-thinkers, to learn how to do it so they can go to the next level. Again, remember I said earlier, you're, you're only as good as the level underneath you. How do you get to the next level? You raise up the level underneath you. That'll help raise you up organically. So what are you doing to develop your team? You've got to offer regular feedback. You've got to coach you got to mentor them. you got to help them understand their areas that they need to improve in, the areas that they're making progress in. Give them feedback, the guardrails of accountability, encouragement and correction. If you missed that episode, go back, how to hold your team accountable. It is huge. It's a whole framework for how you provide feedback and how you hold others accountable. So listen, what are you doing to work that with your team? What are you doing to develop them? and to make sure that they're going to the next level. So you got to be available to answer questions, provide guidance when it's needed. you got to create an environment of trust and support. Push them. Give them opportunity. Let them step out in areas. Don't hold on to everything and never give them what they need. And listen, don't wait until they're ready. Now, you may say, John, wait, wait, did I hear that right? Did you say don't wait until they're ready? Isn't that when you delegate, when they're ready? Nope. If you've delegated when they're ready for it, you've waited way too long. You should always be pushing people just a little bit out of their comfort zone, a little bit out of the nest so that they can learn and develop. Listen, all growth takes place outside the comfort zone. If someone's ready to take on what, what you've given them to do, you've waited way too long to delegate. No, you should be pushing them a little bit. They should have a little bit of fear. They should have a little bit of, wow, I'm in a little over my head. That's where they're going to grow. That's where they're going to be pushed to go to the next level. So listen, when you're working with people, don't wait until they're ready. No, no, no. Work with them and push them, and then they'll get ready, and then you begin to push a little bit more so that they can go to that next level. So develop those around you, all right? You've got to have an element of development. You've got to have that ingredient into building others. You're never going to build them up if you don't develop them. So what are you doing to take the time to do it? T-I-M-E. It takes time. This is why it's hard. This is why most leaders don't do it because they just say, I don't have time to do that. Listen, if you don't have time to develop your team, you are not going to have time at all. Eventually, you're going to run out 
because you have nobody that's stepping up and being raised up for you to do less and for you to hand things off. So you may say, I don't have the time to develop the people around me. Well, I got news for you. You're not going to have time at all in the future to do anything. You're going to limit yourself and you're going to limit everyone around you. And ultimately, you're going to limit the organization. So I hope this was helpful. Listen, every time you interact with someone, you've got to incorporate these ingredients into the conversation. Not all of them, but you've got to be intentional about adding value to those around you at all times. Listen, the more you build others up, the more they will build up for your organization. The more you build others up, the more that they're going to build up your organization. So the questions that you've got to ask yourself, you've got to ask yourself, am I incorporating belief, understanding, inspiration, listening, and development? Am I providing belief, understanding, inspiration, listening, and development? Am I providing that? If you'll weave that in, in different times, different conversations. But if you'll always be interjecting those ingredients when you're interacting and connecting with people, my friend, you are going to build a great team, B-U-I-L-D. You are going to build something great with those around you. If you'll begin to apply these principles and grow in your ability to do those, how do I believe in people better? How do I understand them better? How can I seek to learn how to do that? How do I inspire others? What can I do? What training can I go through to get that? And how do I listen to them? How do I develop them? What are some ways that I can push them in that? Listen, if you'll begin to grow in those five areas, B-U-I-L-D, you are going to take your leadership to the next level. Your influence is going to rise. Your, your impact is going to go up your income is going to grow because you're going to be more valuable to everyone around you. So I love you guys. You guys are awesome. I hope this is helpful. Keep listening. And we will see you here next month on the John Barrett Leadership Podcast to help level you up so you don't level out. You guys are awesome. Thanks for listening to the John Barrett Leadership Podcast. To get more of John's resources, visit www.johnbarrettleadership.com.